1: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
0: You heard her. Go subscribe.
1: Welcome to the Fearless Business Podcast
0: Welcome to episode 99 of the Fearless Business Podcast. I'm Mary, and I'm here with my co-host, Jamie. Episode 99. I can't believe I just said that. That's
1: crazy. And Don made you laugh right before you even started talking. So did. I feel like you deserve some extra applause for getting Thank through you. that the first Enter time. Enter applause. Yeah. yeah.
0: Take that, Don.
1: Yeah. Don't be so rude, Don.
0: <laughs> we shouldn't start with negativity, though. On
1: I know. ninety <laughs> nine.
2: You two ding-dongs realize I'm the one that puts this stuff in here. So (laughs) when you make fun of me, that's probably not going to happen.
1: Don, are you going to join us for our our 100th episode? I'm busy. He's going to play 99 bottles of beer on the wall. That's what he's going to play. That's going to be 100. Episode 100 is Don singing 99 bottles of beer. I think
0: I will
2: actually channel my inner Jay-Z and it'll be 99 problems. But the two of you are one.
1: We are feminists here and we don't call women the B word, Don.
2: I didn't say that. I said the two of you are the problem.
1: (laughs) What are we going to do on our 100th episode? I
0: don't know, but just this as a preface, preface, it's gonna be our most downloaded episode for sure.
1: <laughs> we're gonna make Don come on, we're gonna talk about things and stuff and <sighs> I might be singing. Maybe. I hope so. They're to dream.
0: I'm watching the master class from Christina Aguilera singing lessons. It's fascinating
1: actually. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Tell me more. Have you <laughs> watched any of the other master classes?
0: I started watching, an- I haven't finished any of them. I just got it. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about this. I got it as a Christmas present for my parents. Thank you, parents. And um, yes, because that is I can still get Christmas mer- presents. That is a
1: very <laughs> present. Like you yes. like nailed it. I know. It's so good, um, right?
0: So, ex- so I watched I started watching, I'm like more than halfway through the Jane Goodall um, Masterclass. She, she is fascinating.
1: What's she talking
0: about? I'm. She's talking about, well, the first few sessions are like about her life and growing up and how she got into studying animals. She took a, she took a boat to Africa, like back in the day to like, she had no experience. So she, but she wanted to go visit and it was her dream and just all these and like how she connects the dots of the different experiences she had. She didn't have like a college education or anything. Then when she went, she actually got she was allowed to study the chimpanzees for the first time, but she had to take someone with her. She wasn't, as a woman, she wasn't allowed to go by herself. Her mom went with her and camped out in the middle of nowhere with nothing. I don't know if I would do that for my kids. I'm <laughs> just saying like in a tent with like nothing around and her mom went as her
1: person to go with her. Oh my gosh, that's such a cool it's story. Fact. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. We read the, my kids read the who is, who was books and they're great. They're like kid biographies of, um, you know, famous or influential people. And my older son read the, who is Jane Goodall, which I was pretty psyched about. He always picks the women ones, which like makes me cheer, but. Yeah. It was really interesting. So I've read that, but it didn't, it's not as in depth.
0: No, it's. So I want to
1: know more about okay. this masterclass situation. So um, it's just a, because bu- it's in my Instagram feed all the time, yeah. which leads me to believe that they're targeting, their ad targeting is poor because I'm not their <laughs> audience. Every time <laughs> no, I see it, I'm like, why yeah, would t-? <laughs> yeah, no, it can be very interesting, though. There's For still- sure. It's- but I would never like I currently Frank. I'm I'm a member of and this is very exciting for all of our listeners, but I'm a member of like this privacy of- privacy professionals, like professional society. And I have a bunch of classes that I need to take that I'm actually taking for my legal practice, like for work. And I haven't even done that yet. So. <laughs> I'm never going to do anything. So So I'm kind of, yeah, like I'm just the wrong, I'm terrible. I'll read, like I'd read a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. I'm not good at watching video.
0: It's definitely a lot. So I've only, I only just kind of started and I don't watch it like every day or anything, but they have so many different topics. Well, I think my parents got it for, I think the main reason they got it for me is because they late last year, they released a masterclass with Sarah Blakely Ah, on on entrepreneurship. Yes. So yes, yes, yes. And I actually haven't watched that one yet because I don't know. It's next on my list, I guess. I don't know. I've been curious about that's like kind of fun. What's it like to take a lesson? It's really like a really interesting model too. But like you hear these people's stories as they're then also giving a lesson.
1: I want to know how they got all these people to do this.
0: I I, I don't know. I'm gonna. Like that's what today. I'm curious. Yeah. Like,
1: how much are they paying them? How much are they making? I, it, like yeah
0: yeah because it's not
1: a non-profit as far as i know it's a business so uh
0: yeah it's fascinating i'm gonna look this, that up too
1: this took a turn this conversation i yeah. like when we, don't yeah. ever, <laughs> when we just talk about what's going yeah. on so yeah. did you learn yeah. about singing i'll have to give master Christina.
0: um i did i've learned some things i mean not that i'm gonna be a, a singer nat well i'm always a singer you know but <laughs> I'm not going to be a professional singer. Um, But yeah, it's interesting to hear like how she learned, like she wasn't from a singing family or a celebrity family or anything like that. And she talked about how to take care of your voice, which I Mm. also found very interesting, like with um, not only from a singing perspective of like warm ups, but also like what she does to care for it. Otherwise, honey and drops and like stuff Mm. like that, like all kinds of
1: classes about that, too. yeah,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was really it was really, really cool. Yeah, I'm not. I, and then actually in Tina's, she's out doing a lesson. She has like three people there, three vocalists there. And she like gives them a lesson on like what they could change or improve. They each ask a question and then they sing for her and then she gives them
1: a lesson. It's it's really cool. That is so cool. Yeah. I feel like if Tina told me how to sing, I would listen.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. She's the one girl, awesome. like she improved, like you could tell. And she was even like, you improved just from that. Like it was cool. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. I feel it's like you have to different start different off with some raw talent, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, <laughs> you can't I mean, they really were
1: sing people. like I sing. Right? No, <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no. They're definitely they have singing in their career in their life somehow for sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Nobody. Wants they're to not hear. pulling people off the street. <laughs> That'd be pretty amazing, though. That Wouldn't would she be amazing. Singing the that, night show. Yeah. She <laughs> like, could make anybody sing? It's not a gift that I have. Same Sadly. same. same. Oh, wow. But yeah,
0: it's really, it's really, really cool. So yeah, it's interesting to hear people's stories, but well, okay, that's a good segue because we're yeah. hearing a fearless founder story that's, today. That was a good segue. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. I'm probably not supposed to say that though. because this,
2: this should be an editor's note for Don. This should be a masterclass and not to do an intro outro yes. ever because it had nothing to do with the actual subject matter. I love you two so much. Thank you. End of editor's note.
1: Rude. He's so rude. I thought that was an amazing segue, and I'm listening to nothing that he has to say because he's not offering a masterclass. So boom, yeah. Class dismissed. Good, good good segue, Mary. This is about someone's story. I love our fearless founder series.
0: Story, yeah. they're Yeah. They're so good. And
1: our guest today.
0: I mean, I'll I'll read her bio in a second, but I met her. Uh, She was also How I Built This Fellow and she's so, so so cool. Yeah. And she's she's a product business owner and a doctor. Anyway, I'll get to it. But yeah, but she's talk about juggling. She's juggling full-time being a doctor and owning an e-commerce business.
1: I'm going to stop complaining now. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like my schedule seems light now.
0: (laughs) Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Ronick Mehta. She's the founder of NerdBugs. Combining her passion for medicine and her love for plush toys, her novelty line boasts handcrafted quality plush organs intended to inform and educate kids and adults in science, inspiring them to adopt a healthy lifestyle. Cute, velvety, soft, colorful, adorable, The NerdBugs collection makes the ultimate gift line for the science enthusiast and the medical professional or an inspiration source for a gift to uplift the spirits of a friend on the sick list, recovering from surgery, illness, or just feeling blue. NerdBugs aspires to take inquiring minds of all ages to an unprecedented exploration of human body functions. And now on to the episode. Ronick, Welcome to the show. Hi,
3: Mary. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Hi. Ah, yeah, I'm so excited to talk to you. So for the the listeners that don't know, and I'm so happy and proud to introduce Ronik Mehta as a fearless founder on the podcast, but Ronik and I actually met through How I Built This. She was also a How I Built This fellow. So can you tell us a little bit about NerdBugs? Yeah, sure. Um so
3: I created Nerd Bugs. You know, the idea for it was something that came to me when I was in medical school and throughout residency. Um at that time I on a whim I had written this children's book about the human body. If you if you want to sort of think of it like a Dr. Seuss type book that was like rhyming and fun and lighthearted and, and educational all at the same time. And my hope was to someday create those characters or those organs from the book and turn them into little plush toys that could you know easily go from the hospital room or be gifted for someone who was um, undergoing surgery or just as an educational tool to help learn about the human body and illness.
0: Okay, so you're a doctor, and then you just had an idea to also start a business. Yes. When did you decide that, okay, I'm a doctor, but yes, I can also take this on and build an e-commerce business?
3: That is a really great question. (laughs) No, And I think it took a very long time. I mean, I know it took a very long time because like I told you, I had this idea when I was still in training in medical school and residency, and- that was many, many moons ago. Um, I, <laughs> I am now a practicing physician. So I actually sat on this idea for almost the better part of a decade because I often felt like, you know, yeah, this is a really nice idea and it's great. But at the same time, like, I don't have a business degree. I don't know anyone that does this or uh, manufacture anything like that. I don't know where do I even begin? I, I don't know what it exactly was that that gave me the courage to go ahead and take that leap. I think it was a series of a lot of small decisions sort of led me up to it to realize like, hey, maybe I can take this chance and, and go for it. But even then, it was just that one moment where I decided, okay, I think I'm going to give it a shot. And then- Truly everything after that day was just taking it bit by bit to figure out what was the next step that I had to do.
0: I feel similarly with brief transitions, a lot of small steps, but that's huge that you took that step and made that decision because most people get stuck there yeah. and then they don't move forward. Yep. Yeah. And,
3: and I mean, and I can resonate with a lot of people that are currently in that, in that state and they talk about all these amazing ideas that they have and now not fully being on the other side, but like having my foot a little bit on the other side, I just kind of want to shake them and say like, Hey, listen, like you can totally do it. Like if I can do it, someone that had no clue how to go about doing this, you can
0: totally do it. Right and you're juggling you're juggling two things because you are still a practicing physician and you have this business but you are definitely on the other side. Yes. You've built a big business out of Nerd Bugs and you even won you even won an an Amazon nomination through it too.
3: Yeah, that was pretty surreal. Um, I was nominated as one of the top six finalists for Amazon's Women's Own Business of the Year, which is pretty unreal because NerdBooks just started, like it officially launched in um, June or July-ish of 2018. So it was a little over a year and a half ago. Um, So it's just so exciting to know how, you know, it was this idea that sort of sat around for a while and then all of a sudden there was an actual physical product that you can see and touch and hold. And, and even at that time, I'm like, maybe no one's going to get it. Like, maybe it's just going to be like, yeah, I think it's awesome. My family members are, who are super supportive thinks it's awesome, but it might be crickets everywhere right. And, right. and just how well it was received. It was just, it's really neat.
0: Yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay. So what has been the biggest surprise for you with building an e-commerce business?
3: The biggest surprise has been, I think, the switch that happened after I made the decision to go for it. Um, and so you know, I'm not gonna say that it was easy by any means. There was a lot of like late nights and a lot of research and a lot of Googling and a lot of reaching out to strangers all across the world <laughs> to kind of sort of navigate this whole situation. But truthfully, I think that because this was something that I had been in a way aligned with for a really long time, I think once I made the decision to go for it, it certain things just sort of felt like they were falling into place mm-hmm. where I would have never imagined that outside of that. Like, for example, that Amazon thing that, you know, I was a finalist. I for, for that and, as, and on a similar note, the how I built this fellowship I, I had just applied for those things. And I, I figured, you know, why not? Like, why not me? Right. And I applied for it, sort of forgot about it for a little bit, just because, you know, life gets in the way and you get busy. And then it, it was just like a pleasant surprise. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. <laughs> right. Um, so, right. Yeah, that whole alignment of things has been kind of neat.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I'm I'm super into the universe and either signs or things just aligning for what you commit to. So I love that. What was your favorite part of the How I Built This Summit? My
3: favorite part of the How I Built This Summit and, you know, the thing that I probably got the most out of, like seeing all of the speakers, like meeting them, all of that was unreal, you know, being able to actually walk up to them and ask them questions. Um, And as cheesy as this sounds, I'm going to say the people that I met, you know, as the other fellows like you, that was the most invaluable thing. I mean, before the, how I built the summit, um, I sort of felt like I was doing this by myself. No one I really knew in my inner circle, except for maybe one other person had their own business that they had like a community of people that, Hey, like I'm going through this too. Like, what do you do? I never had that. And going to that summit was almost like going to a retreat of like, like-minded people and, they understood your pain points and they shared in your success. And it was really kind of amazing to be um, thrown into that situation.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, all of the people, I mean, you included, obviously all of the people were so, so amazing. Yeah. And the speakers too. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I mean, we had a previous episode about this episode 78. I did a small solo show about how I built this summit, but NPR just puts on an amazing experience for e-commerce Entre- I mean, not just e-commerce, but I, I found it was heavily product-based. Would you say so too? Like a lot of product type businesses were there and they just put on such a great event to support entrepreneurs wherever they are in their journey.
3: Yeah, I totally agree. It was,
0: I mean, it was just
3: unreal actually being there and and getting to hear the stories firsthand from a lot right. of those entrepreneurs that, you know, that you have heard their episodes right. <laughs> right there on stage sharing their stories. It was just pretty unreal.
0: What was something that you found has been the biggest challenge for you with building NerdBugs?
3: The biggest challenge has been figuring out the marketing aspect of things. I still sort of struggle with that. I, I am... I'm trying to focus on that this year and figure out how the whole marketing world works as far as search engine optimization, Google AdWords, Facebook marketing, Instagram marketing, Pinterest marketing, all that stuff. Um, Up until this point, I've just been sort of doing it by myself and I do have an SEO person But I'm hoping to take that to the next level this year, because, you know, I firmly believe you might have like the most amazing product, but if nobody knows about it and they they can't find you, then you're kind of going through an uphill battle.
0: I mean, it's incredible the success you've had, even if you feel like you haven't put all of your efforts to marketing yet. I mean, (laughs) still, it shows such the need for your product.
3: Yeah, no, thanks. Because it's been so popular.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's been so popular. What has been your proudest moment so far with NerdBugs?
3: My proudest moment with NerdBugs?
0: I'm not sure if I can pinpoint one thing. You know,
3: I've been, there's a lot of moments that I feel that I was very excited about, like the day that I got that, um, you know, invitation to come to the, how I built the summit and the day that I got the, um, notice about being a finalist on Amazon's Women's Own Small Business of the Year. But, you know, all of those victories are, are, are pretty neat. But I think my proudest moment when I look back on all of this would be going back to that day where I made the decision to go for it, um, because mm-hmm. I think everything sort of stemmed from that moment. And if I didn't have the courage to put all my uncertainties aside
0: and go for it, then
3: I don't think we'd be having this
0: conversation. Right. (laughs) Right. That's so true. That's so true. Okay. I'd like to take a peek behind the scenes because for other people that have also started something, they may be starting it on the side. And the fact that you're still juggling both, I think there's just such a huge transition in that and so much work that goes into having two things. So can you talk a little bit about what it's like to be a doctor and also have this side business that's growing that's successfully growing over time
3: I can tell you it's a lot of work a lot of times I don't see it as a ton of work realistically Um, and I think it's because I'm really I really love what I do um, and I'm really passionate about it I mean I know it seems like oh they're just little plush toys which which it is. They are flesh toys. I think it's so much more than that because when someone receives the item and I see the photos shared on Instagram and the stories behind it, you know, I sort of feel like, yes, this is exactly what I intended it to be for. You know, I see the the people that receive it that are either undergoing, you know, breast cancer uh chemo and radiation therapy, or um, are getting lung transplants or heart transplants, you know or on dialysis or kidney donors, you know, the list goes on. and the stories behind those people have been incredibly inspiring, I think has made all of this super worth it. you know, I think that's what gets me up in the morning and start working on this and then going to my day job, coming home and then working on this when I get home. It is, like having two full-time jobs. But recently I decided um, to scale back on my quote-unquote day job um, <laughs> to, to have a little bit more balance in my life. I think from the beginning, I knew that once Nerdbug started picking up a little bit and that, wait, people do, are interested in this, that you know, I would be possibly able to devote more time to this. I got really excited about this because to see something almost come from nothing and it's something that you can call your own, you want to end up investing more of your time and energy into it. And so hopefully at some point I'll be able to have like more of a balance between both jobs because I love love going to work as a doctor and I love doing this um, as well. But I think ideally... You know, you sort of need to have a picture of almost designing your life. Like, what do you want your life to look like? And from there, you make small steps to kind of make it happen.
0: Does that sort of make sense? <laughs> yes, I can totally relate so much because I had a full-time job, then a full-time job as a side hustle and then transitioned on the other side. So I completely, completely get it.
3: You know, and so not- do you see your question? I'm sorry, but that I would love to ask. Like, cause this is the part that I, uh, that I often struggle with or think about because I do get asked like by people, would you ever completely switch the other way around and just do this every right. time job? And if so, what would be that deciding factor? Like what, what is it that, that one day you wake up or whatever that you decide like, okay, I think I'm ready to go all in. Because that's not an easy decision to make. And even scaling no. back on my uh, hours at uh, my quote-unquote day job, um, that wasn't an easy decision to make. I mean, it was like something that we toiled over for, I don't know, more than half a year, um, if not more than that. And I don't know. It's just something that I even now I still struggle with.
0: For me, it's, it's definitely a, a big decision and can be a difficult decision. And I think it completely depends each person, like what their situation is between you know, what's important to them, what they enjoy doing, of course, financials um, and all of those kinds of things. So for me, it was kind of I had a a tipping point where my corporate life was just not sustainable with the traveling and trying to do this on the side. And I felt like that that was really my time. So but for you, I mean, you love both. Uh, Obviously, even you can see Nerdbug's came from your work as a doctor. So I'd ask you what, what like feels good to you in terms of, do you want to be doing both things or do you see nerd bugs being full time? And I mean, it's already kind of full time because that's how it is with these kinds of businesses too. But do you see that being more than a side hustle?
3: You know, I would, and I will let it continue to flourish on on its own. And Mm -hmm. I think it, hopefully we'll do wonderful things. But I do want to keep my job as a physician, even if I'm just working part time, eventually, Mm because I think that part of my life is so fulfilling. I spent a lot of time, obviously, you know, learning about medical education. And, you know, to be able to counsel and treat patients is, is a super rewarding thing to kind of go into this endeavor and like, learn as you go and being an entrepreneur and All those things are also just as exciting, you know, navigating that path, even on the really crummy days where you make a ton of mistakes, like it's still Mm -hmm. like, you know, you still, you still feel like, oh, it's me in the trenches.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And it's something that you accomplish. I mean, you're showing what you've done, building this from nothing and, and saying, okay, here this is and winning awards and, you know, growing the business. That's a, it's a huge huge accomplishment. Oh, thanks. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. It's true. It's true. (laughs) You fearless founder, you. (laughs) No, it's great. Can you tell everyone a little bit about how you named the nerd bugs? Because I think it's super cute.
3: Oh, well, so, so each nerd bug has its own little pun. With it, so for example, the heart one is I order tell you how much I love you. The lung one is We belong together. The neuron one is Neuron, my mind. Let's see. The pancreas one is Sucrose yet so far. And so this, this all, you know, for most people that know me, this totally makes sense because puns are like part of my life as far as um, how I joke and my brother-in-law laughs at me because he always says that puns are the what what there's like some Shakespeare quote about this I think puns are like the lowest form of humor or something like that. <laughs> no if that's what I find enjoyment at. I think I don't know
0: I'm just tickled by that <laughs> well we have a special one you have to say the one for uterus too because the uterus met brief transitions at how I built this. Yes.
3: Okay. So the uterus one is that, um, who put the cuterus in uterus?
0: <laughs> it's great. I, I, I'll put our photo, you know what I'm going to put in the show notes. I'll put the photo of us from how I built this with the underwear and the nerd bug.
3: Oh, that's right. Cause we took one <laughs> together. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's great.
0: So what was the moment you talked before about, you had a moment, you know, you had been thinking about it for so long, thinking about nerd bugs and what it could be. And then you, you finally just decided, okay, I'm going to give it the go ahead and try it. What made you do that?
3: I think months leading up to it, you know, I, I had been talking to um, my boyfriend, now my husband about this idea that I had been having. And even, you know, the funny thing is, even though he was one of the closest people to me, I like, for a long time, I didn't tell him about any of this or any of these ideas because I just felt like, God, it's kind of weird. It's a little bit dorky. Like, so I really want to let him know that I'm like, one of my dreams is to make these plush toys, (laughs) you know, that are in the shape of human body, like uh, human organs. Um, and I remember distinctly sitting on the couch with him and, oh, we, you know, we'd be just talking about our random stuff and, and I just brought it up and I was like, hey, you know, that that um, children's book I had sort of written years ago, I was thinking maybe I should really follow up on that and, you know, go for it and look, look into how I can get those little organs made into into plush figures. And I don't know what it was about that, but he sort of just looked right at me. He has this way of looking at me where it's just like, he looks into my soul. I, I tell him all the time, every woman needs to be looked at the way that you look at me. It's that just is so... amazing. And he looks at me and he's like, yeah, totally. You should do it. You should go for it. I think you can do it. And I don't know what it was about that, but it sort of gave me a, that little bit of confidence and nudge and push that... I think that I needed at that time, which sounds a little bit silly because, you know, you know, I'm a firm believer that that stuff should come from within and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But at the same time, sometimes it's nice to have a a cheerleader that like believes in you, that sees something in you when you don't have the 100% confidence in yourself. Um, So I think that sort of made me feel like, okay, I am going to try to go for this. And, you know, the funny thing is, um, is that at that time, I also reflected back at other times in my life where I haven't had the courage to go ahead and do something, and that I did, and my life has been like remarkably different. Um, so, if I can briefly tell a story, uh, of course. So, this sort of like when all this happened, it really just made me also reflect on how I met him. And I don't know, Mary, if I ever told you the story of how I met him. Um, my husband. No, I don't think so. So how I met him was I met him at the VA hospital when I was in Washington, D.C. And I was a fellow and he was this handsome resident that I would see walking down the hallways. And I would be telling my sister, you know, hey, I saw this super cute guy. He's tall. He's got curly hair. Yada, yada, whatever. And then I wouldn't see him for months because he was rotating. And so you're not there every month. And then again, a few months later, I'd see him again. And then I was I told my sister, I was like, hey, I saw that guy again. <laughs> and my sister's like kind of a feisty one. She's she's a lawyer. Um, so you can sort of just imagine she's kind of like, oh god. And her whole thing was like, Ro, you need to go put on some high heels, some pink lipstick, walk down the hall <laughs> and just go talk to him. I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about him. I don't know if he's single, whatever, you know, that whole thing. Anyways, um, so that day she's like, okay, you know, Ro, you just, you have to stop. She's like, if you're not going to do anything about it, she's like, that's not a story. (laughs) So just either go talk to him or don't talk about it again. (laughs) That day. Tough love. Yeah. So that day. I like built up the courage to literally go walk, knock on his clinic door and walk in and introduce myself. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And I asked him if he was related to so-and-so, which clearly he's just like, who are are you? Why are you in my clinic office? And that was about it. And then the next week he walked into my room and he like, chatted with me for a few minutes and then he asked me out and now we've been married for six months. (laughs) So, yay. Oh my gosh. No, I didn't know that story. (laughs) Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think when, when he sort of gave me that little push and nudge, it also made me think of, you know, other times in my life where I just felt like, uh, I can't do this. And I just took, I took a chance and I was like, okay, this is only going to be uncomfortable for like, one minute or 30 seconds of my life and if it doesn't work out then it's fine life's gonna go on (laughs) and if it does work out like it it seriously changes the trajectory of your life and it's kind of unreal
0: it's unreal and amazing at the same time
3: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway that's that's
0: fantastic
3: oh thanks yeah I yeah I feel like in a weird way uh, I credit a lot of my like hidden courage to like you know those cheerleaders silent or not silent. Like my sister.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like that, like
3: just like go out and do it, you know, like they right. believe in you and things
0: like that. Right. No, that's amazing because, uh, and, and very, it's great that you have that because some people, you know, feel like they, they might not have such supportive people around them. And it's great that you're able to see that that's something that helped you like flip the switch and take that step you know? Yeah.
3: And I think once you do quote unquote,
0: scary things, each time that you do
3: it, you become a little bit more confident in yourself. And so, you know, I remember the first time after, you know, after I had already started trying to find a manufacturer and everything for nerd bugs. And that night that I made my first order and it was like more money than I had given anybody in my life. And <laughs> I was like, my husband was sleeping next to me and I was like sitting alone at the computer, like, oh my gosh, am I actually doing this? I'm so scared. And I did it. And then I reflected a few months later, I, I had to place another order for a larger quantity. And at that time it was like, no big deal. Cause like once you've done it, right. it it's like it's like less scary right. every time after it. And you like kind of, um, strengthen that, like, little decision making skill and that confidence that you have in yourself. Um, but sometimes you have to start really small.
0: Yeah. It's like a muscle. Should I be saying this to a doctor? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is, like a, Seriously, it is.
0: <laughs> like a muscle that you have to keep practicing with. Yeah.
3: yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's something that you have to sort of train.
0: Yeah. And imagine if you, I mean, if you never put that first order and look, I mean, Especially for again for product businesses where inventory is a big thing, the fact that you you know had demand and then you're ordering again a few months later for higher quantities is also just incredible.
3: Yeah, um, and I think you know it it is it, it, it was I think I was partially lucky in the sense that like people resonated with it. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like that that part is just so unpredictable. Yeah, um, I think in that sense I was very lucky
0: but i mean you also know it from your work as a doctor i mean you see these kinds of situations day in and day out
3: yep it's... and and i think it would you know uh, in in that regard i i was hoping that even when even myself when i'm trying to find a get well gift for somebody it's hard to find things that are a little bit quirky, a little bit outside the box, other than just like flowers and chocolates. So Mm -hmm. I think in that sense, I'm like, I I totally get that there was a need for something that's like fun and lighthearted and a little bit silly that, that can even for a collective moment, take, take the heaviness out of the situation that the person's
0: facing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's you're you're providing a type of comfort, you know? Yeah. Love that. What would you say have been the biggest pain points for you as you've grown Nerd bugs?
3: The biggest pain points would probably have been figuring out the logistics. Yeah, I think that's really difficult. Did you have a logistics team
0: or were you your logistics team? <laughs> <Marrying> I was. <laughs> yeah, it was first it was me. Then it was me plus family members. Yep. And then it was now it's at a fulfillment center.
3: Oh, so you actually shipped out physical product from where you were residing?
0: Yeah, from, yeah, from in New Jersey.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. See, I, <laughs> I couldn't do that. I, my family laughs at me because if there's one <laughs> thing that I cannot do is use the mail. Like, I just can't do it. I just can't do it for the life of me. <laughs> um, and so... I had to, early on, I knew that like having bulk inventory shipped to me and then me manually shipping it out, that was just not something that was going to be feasible. Mm-hmm. And so, um, originally I had all of my inventory, um, fulfilled through Amazon and through a warehouse overseas. And then the where- and so every order that came in through my Shopify got fulfilled, through the overseas warehouse and then everything that came in through Amazon, Amazon would fulfill, which was mm-hmm. a nice system. However, fulfillment center overseas, like it would take weeks and weeks and weeks for it to get to the final destination, which, you know, in this world of instant gratification, like that is like not the best system to have. Right. Um, so I switched it to another fulfillment center there who promised me that it would be a lot more seamless than this, that, and the other. And after a few months, that also didn't end up working out. So then I had to find fulfillment center in stateside, which I it it took a it took a few months, but I was able to do it. But that whole process is really scary because you know you have a lot of inventory just sitting at a warehouse. I mean, it's it's eating up a lot of cost, um, and because of the language barriers and things like that. I mm-hmm. I felt like it was just really hard to navigate. Like, what if my inventory? What if this um, warehouse just gets upset with me and never sends my inventory? You know, they could do right. that. You know, and right. so I think that a lot of that was really scary. Um, and then you know, a lot of unhappy customers. You know, a lot of people would write me and say, "Hey, listen, I, I either got the wrong package or." I got, I never received it. And then I would feel horrible because I didn't want people to feel scammed or gypped or like, oh, like I thought I was getting something that would be meaningful, yet I feel totally ripped off. So then I would send two or three of additional products to these people because I just felt so bad that like, you know, that A, they got their package late or the the customer service was not what they expected. And I lost a ton of money in those early days. But I felt like it was the right thing to do. You yeah. I I think to me it was more important to do the right thing and give really great service rather than just be after the bottom line. Yes.
0: Yes, I agree. Otherwise how can you how can you grow from that?
3: Yep, exactly. So I mean, those that was definitely one of my biggest pain points, navigating that whole system of logistics and fulfillment centers and whatnot. And, if, you know, for anyone stateside, my biggest advice would be if you can afford it, bring everything stateside um, to a fulfillment center mm-hmm. and then find one that you feel like you trust and then just go for it. it. It, it makes things so seamless, you know. Um, especially if it's one that integrates with your shopping platform, whether it's Shopify or WooCommerce or whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the partnership in that, that's a, that's a great highlight. Yep. Because that's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. We ask everyone this question, so you may already have an idea about it. What is something that you used to fear in your business, but you don't anymore? Okay,
3: wow, what, is it,
0: what a great question.
3: Okay, I would say... I used to fear that I didn't know enough because I didn't have a business degree and that I didn't have any formal education um, in business. So there was no way that I could figure it out. And that is absolutely untrue. I mean, you, these days, we are so lucky that we have the power of Google, the power of YouTube. And if you search enough, you, you will get an answer, you know, And along with that, you know, finding the right community of people and aligning with them can teach you more about how to navigate this whole process than truly, I think, a formal degree, because it's all about making connections and um, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that that would be the biggest thing that I felt like I feared the most. Um, I think part part of it probably goes to that, like, imposter syndrome, (laughs) Mm -hmm. where you just feel like, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this or like, who am I to do this? Like, uh, but yeah, now that's not even, that's really a thought that I have. You know, if, if I, if I don't know how to do something, then I'll try to learn. And if it's something that's completely out of my realm, I'll try to find someone who's an expert that knows how to do it and see if I can work with them or see if they can teach me how to do it.
0: Yeah. I love that. Before we close out, I feel like I should tell you, and our listeners, that Don thinks we are both nerd bugs. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's what he told me. He's like, you two are both nerd bugs.
3: Oh, that is so sweet. I wish he chimed in there.
0: <laughs> he no. knows he can chime in. And- <laughs> We're waiting. We're waiting for you, Don. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm glad them all lined up here. I have them all upstairs right
0: now. They are amazing. We're gonna put that. We're gonna put that photo in
3: too.
0: Oh wow! You have a lot of SKUs in your business too. So for people that don't know, SKU is a stock keeping unit. There's a lot of variety that you have. So you're actually managing a lot of different pieces, not just one type of nerd bug, but a lot of nerd bugs. Yeah. What has been Your biggest challenge with that?
3: My biggest challenge with that has been keeping inventory. Uh, I know a lot of that stuff is automated, but some things sell better than others. And so I have to time my orders correctly um, because it it costs a lot of money to get them shipped from overseas. Um, And so I, my lead time is usually two to three months. And so I have to sort of predict which items are gonna be running low and when and how, s- you know, how early on to be ordering these things and in what quantity. Um, so I think that has been the biggest thing to sort of predict these trends of like, oh, I think in the fall the uterus will sell more <laughs> than <Yeah>. all <laughs> the others. You know, how are you really supposed to know that? So, yeah, I think try to predict um, what's going to sell more, when and how much to order. Because some of the ones that I thought would be like the best selling ones sell well, but not as well as other ones, which were completely unexpected to me.
0: How many did you roll roll out with at launch? And then how many did you add over time?
3: Yep. So originally I rolled out with 500 of five SKUs. Um, and so now we have 13 SKUs. I don't know how many I have of each of them right now. It's probably you know a few thousand or so. but yeah, the, so it's been, it's been kind of neat to watch it grow from five to then 10 to 13. And then this year I think we'll add a few more
0: and then just see where it goes. That's so amazing. Okay, Ronick, can you please tell everyone where they can find more about you, more about nerd bugs? All the things
3: um sure yeah so you can follow us on our instagram page at the nerdbugs and you can follow us on Facebook at facebook slash nerdbugs or facebook.com slash nerdbugs and you can find us on our website at nerdbugs.com
0: excellent thank you so so much for being on the show
3: no thank you for asking me I was like super excited because we haven't actually been able to you know see each other face to face since I know but we've talked yeah I
0: know we do talk I know it's so nice I mean that's the thing with how I built this and the connections that people that they like brought people together with you know oh my god it
3: was unreal do you remember a few months ago when I randomly texted you out of the blew in a crisis and I was like oh my gosh this is happening to me. I can't believe this and I've been struggling with this for like almost two months and you're like oh wait this happened to me like over the summer here this is this is the person I contacted literally in 24 hours it got fixed I was like oh my god who is this yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true I mean that's I mean you know I'm a big proponent of community and people supporting each other and helping each other. And this is the reason why this is how it's helpful to know each other and work together.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, seriously, my friendship with you has been really amazing. I know that we don't get to chat all the time, but you're always available like via phone and you're always like such a cheerleader for everybody. For those that don't know, I first met Mary, it was through the How I Built This Facebook page, and I had posted something about the Amazon contest, Mm -hmm. and Mary was all over it. She had (laughs) shared this with her personal friends and family. (laughs) I was like, who is this girl? And I will be her best friend at the conference, and when I got there, she was the first person I
0: looked for. (laughs) That was so much fun. I mean, Okay. I also have an e-commerce business. I know what it's like. That's a huge deal to have that kind of nomination. So of course I'm going to share for you.
3: So funny. I'm like, she
0: doesn't even know me. Who cares? It's awesome. You're awesome. And see, now I know you and you're still awesome. And now everyone else knows you and you're even more awesome.
3: Uh, Okay. thanks.
0: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being on the show. No,
3: thank you. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun.
1: Mary, I'm I'm obsessed with nerd bugs. They're so cute, aren't they? I'm getting the heart for my kids for Valentine's Day because it's like a real heart. That's such a great idea. It's so cute. My kids love science.
0: And you can even put that on the, you can put her pun on the card.
1: I aorta to tell you how much I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. I'm ordering it like right now.
0: She's so, so good. I mean, I always have to say for me, the favorite, uh, just because of the link to brief transitions, who put the cuterus in uterus.
1: I can't with the cuterus. <laughs> <laughs> so good. We need to get the uterus and then put the brief transitions underwear on it.
0: Oh my gosh, I have it. So she she gave me one. Oh. I'm going to share a picture, but I never thought to put the underwear on it. Do you really? The, yes.
1: I do not believe this.
0: <laughs> I never you, thought you that. Oh, I'm going to
1: have to do, do that. that. Oh, I'm going to do that. Oh my gosh. Sh- I'll post it. I'll put. I it love on. that. That is so. That's cute
0: a, Yeah. Her story That's is incredible. So I'm inspired. Good. I love I our
1: fearless know. founders.
0: I know. There's, they're so great. And they're, they're just like, like each time we do one, I feel like, wow, that person's amazing. And then the next time it's like, wow, that person's amazing too. Like there's just so many amazing people, you know? Totally agree.
1: So good. All right. Everybody has to go check out Nerd Bugs. Yeah. Tell us which one you like. And we want to hear, like, what do you want to hear from us on episode 100? You tell us. I mean, we're going to go in the group. We're going to ask. If you're not a member of our group, you can find us on... Facebook. It is the fearless business podcast HQ, or you can find us at fearlessbusinesspodcast.com or anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much. And we will see you for episode 100.
0: Thanks for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and share this podcast. Reviews are amazing too please visit fearlessbusinesspodcast.com for more information. If you'd like to connect with Jamie, visit hashtag legal.com.
1: And if you'd like to connect with Mary, visit the transitionscollective.com. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time.